Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to break the silence and open up the dialogue around the topics of miscarriage and baby loss. No more shame. No more taboo. Let's ditch it for the sake of our children. The ones who are. The ones who will come. And in memory of the ones who never came to be. This is the Worst Girl Gang Ever podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of The Worst Girl Gang Ever. We are joined this week by Maria Scugina from Plan Your Baby. Thank you so much for joining us, Maria. Hi, hi Lauren. Hi Banks. Thank you so much for having me today. We are really pleased. We are very excited to um, share with everyone a little bit about what Plan Your Baby does because when we first chatted to you, I personally, because of the journey that I've been on, was just so excited about what you're doing. And um, and I keep using the word revolutionary, but I truly, <laughs> truly believe it is. Um, so we'll let you tell everyone a little bit about it. And I'm sure as people are listening along, they'll be thinking, my God, why did no one do this before? And oh, wow, that would really that would be so, so helpful, so beneficial. Um, yeah, it's really, really exciting stuff. So, yeah, tell us a bit about how Plan Your Baby was created. Thank you. Um, so um, I've been working myself for more than 10 years in one of the busiest and most successful uh, private IVF clinic in London and uh, helping more than 10,000 10, of patients, you know, on my journey. So it's it's been an up and downs together uh, witnessing a happy uh, ending where patients do come with the babies and uh, they're very happy or witnessing the other side of it when the treatment does not work or where when patients they do lose their jobs or they spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on a travel tickets and they have to rent expensive apartments just to be able to attend the clinic for their appointments and that's what I really could not understand, why it's supposed to be like this, why patients, they are so not supported, not only by the clinics, but they're just by the industry itself. I mean, if, if you do live two hours away from the place where we all know the private healthcare exists, it's London, you are forced to, to spend money and time and uh, take uh, unpaid uh, time from you know from your work. And that's what I was thinking. So it, there must be a solution. So and also to make patients feel that, you know, they're not by themselves on this journey and uh, it shouldn't be that hard to receive the quality care. And um, and that's what we've done with our medical director and with uh, our small team. So we created a clinic where patients uh, do have access to the top level specialists that covering a completely 360 view on the journey. But they can have this treatment from the comfort of where they're based. So we have partnered with uh, multiple companies and we have created a huge uh, web of you know, of the services. So our patients, they can do the blood test in Wales, in Cardiff, in Bath. Um, so we do give them all of the instructions. We get the results within four or five hours. If it's a very, I would say, 
faraway location, we might get the results within seven or eight hours, but it's still the same day instructions patients will get and without spending three, four hours on a train only one way. And the same we've done um, just for all of the range of our treatments we are providing. So our focus as a clinic is to help patients achieving pregnancy without IVF. And that's what we really truly believe that not everyone has to go through this journey. And a lot of diagnosis um, can be helped without IVF. And that's what as a company, I think the philosophy we do have that we try really our best to help patients achieving pregnancy without spending £10,000 on treatment immediately. And it's not an easy choice to embark on this journey right away. And um, and also what we really do need to respect is uh, each patient's uh, personal circumstances. And someone uh, may really get pregnant within the first uh, round of treatment that costs one-tenth of what IVF costs. And that's what we see in the clinic right now. And that's really fascinating um, to build an alternative quality treatment to IVF that everyone is very uh, well aware what kind of um, side effects and uh, financial, emotional burden it can bring together with the treatment. And what we also try to do we we try clinically to reduce miscarriage rates and that's what really as a company we work very hard to provide patients a very close clinical and uh, psychological support during the especially first trimester of the pregnancy where it's the most fragile stage and where patients actually can receive a quality treatment and very close monitoring that potentially can save the pregnancy and um, unfortunately one in four pregnancies still ends as a miscarriage and you know we have we live in 2023 we we fly to to space and we have all of these technologies ai everything but we still can't work on the basics and uh, and that's what we really try to to fight about and um 50% of all the miscarriages results to chromosomal abnormalities, but then the other 50% can be actually prevented. So, and that's a huge amount of pregnancy that potentially can be saved. And that's what we we try to do by applying all of the expertise that our, our team has to, to work on this. So I think that's incredible because I think particularly what you said about having an alternative to, to IVF, certainly my personal experience was that I didn't get periods. So I had like to start with very, very infrequent and then they stopped altogether. And I got fast because of that. I got fast tracked for IVF. So I didn't have to wait the full year. But there was no there was no kind of through through the medical profession doctors. There was no. Well, it could be this. It could be this. It could be this. It was like, right. OK, well, don't worry, because we'll get you a we'll get you fast tracked to, to have IVF. There was no. There was this massive, and I didn't know that because I was young. I was, I, I think I was only 25 when I started trying for a baby. I had no idea that there was anything else. It was either fall pregnant naturally or have IVF. And actually it was only because as luck would have it, I was friends with someone who, um, who ran a complimentary health clinic. And she mm-hmm. said, oh, have you looked into fertility acupuncture, which actually then worked for me at regula- regulating my cycles and, and allowed me to fall pregnant naturally. But I had no idea that was a thing. And I think there is such a gray area because I'm not alone in the fact that, you know, in my thinking and that it was either it was either natural pregnancy or IVF. 
that there seems to be this whole world that is relatively unknown to people as they start the fertility journey. And there must be so, so many different alternatives to spending thousands, thousands of pounds going through that huge emotional trauma and experience to 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 end, you know, to to help you along your fertility journey. So I just think it's it's amazing what you're doing and there is such a need for it. No, and I, you know, I totally agree with you. And it really breaks my heart when I keep hearing the stories where a patient uh, did go to IVF clinic. They've spent fortune and fortune for for a couple of uh, IVF cycles, and then eventually they they they've got pregnant naturally. Mm. And uh, what, as a team, what we really believe in is that there are so many diagnoses that can be, um, if not treated, that controlled, and with some medications can be prescribed to to help patients to achieve pregnancy and it's all about the very close monitoring of course we are very clinical we're not just poking with the finger into the sky it's like okay we're gonna do this no we're very thoroughly investigate and we try to understand the reason why this patient can't conceive naturally so what can be done to to help you to achieve pregnancy without ivf and don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not fighting against ivf and it's the you know it's uh, a fascinating you know inventory that's been you know, discovered uh, more than 40 years ago, and it created more than 8 million babies. And thanks to IVF, a lot of patients, they did achieve pregnancy. But uh, we truly believe that it shouldn't be offered as a first-line solution. We we really forget that actually it's not us, it's the patient who, who is considering this treatment. She is there, she is injecting herself with the hundreds and hundreds of injections. Like it's not us as a practitioner, so we don't know what's happening at home when she's crying, standing by herself, trying to inject, you know, having all of these fears. Uh, looking at all of these syringes, needles, and and then thinking, oh my God, so what's going to happen on a day of egg collection? Will I get any eggs out? So, and we really underestimate what this treatment actually brings to the families. And, uh, and from our aspect that if we really know that, okay, we can treat more than 13 of most common causes of infertility through the non-invasive approach, so let's do that, but let's also help patients to get this help in the most supportive way we can. And one of the things what we really managed to build, which I'm very proud about, is, and hopefully this service will be extended uh, geographically above the M25 region. But what we've done, so we actually managed to have nurses going to patients' houses within the M25 for less what Uber ride costing them right now. So compared to other companies, what we see right now to actually have a nurse coming to your home at seven o'clock in the morning will cost you absolutely fortune. We we broke this. So we managed to do for about 30 pounds, nurse can come to any location within the M25 to do the blood test. And uh, and it can be done at seven o'clock in the morning. It can be done uh, at the late uh, times. It can be done in the, in the office at the end of the day. The nurse can come to the patient's workplace and uh, do this blood test for her just to avoid her taking time off travel uh, to the clinics, you know, and, um, and we all know what's happening right now with the public uh, transport in London. I mean, the number of strikes that you see, it's just uh, unbelievable that, you know, the train strikes. and It's unnecessary stress. That's what I, I, I really look at it like, like this, that it shouldn't be a part of the treatment, definitely. And we yeah. t- I know we talked about this before, Maria, in, in terms of like 
you know, when you are under the stress of infertility, when you are dealing with that on a day-to-day basis, when it is consuming your mind and your emotional health, and then you have to get yourself across London and you have to negotiate the train strikes and you have to negotiate um, public transport and stuff, you end up, it's a layer of stress that you absolutely don't need on top of an already completely traumatic living environment that you know mentally living environment that that you're already in so I just think it's Laura's right it's revolutionary and I think it's going to help so many people I just think back to when I was having my treatment and I I, so I live in Gravesend in Kent and my clinic was in Epsom which is about on a good day an hour away but it would mean a whole day because you would you'd have to get there battle the M25 traffic, get parked, pay a fortune for the yep. the pleasure of being there um, and then get stuck in traffic on the way home. And it would be a whole day gone. And it's the stress of having to ask your employer for that time off. And, you know, there's only so many times that that people, there's only so much goodwill that managers have before they start saying, is this really necessary? And, uh, you know, do you, do you need to? Can't you have it done locally? And the clinic are saying, no, no, you can't have it done locally. You have to come to us. It's a specialist. Also, and on that as well, like it eradicates that. You know, unfortunately, we're not in we're not living in a society where it's where it's okay to tell your employers mm-hmm. all the time that you're you know, you're having fertility treatment because you feel like that puts you in a vulnerable position in your workplace, right, in your career. So with what you're offering, Maria, like you don't have to necessarily tell your employers that you're undergoing fertility treatment or anything like that. You can do it all with the privacy that you deserve, Um, you know, because we shouldn't have to share about these things if we don't want to. Yes, in an ideal world, we should be able to share and it should be understood and it should be validated and it should be, you know, it shouldn't cause us any fear within our careers. But it does. For so many women, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it does absolutely, and it's a shame that you know, uh, despite of all of the awareness and um, what's happening right now, and thanks to so many companies that try to fight, you know, for 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 the women's rights, you know, to to feel safe at their workplace, and there are so many incredible companies that do great job but the society is not ready for that as yet and because also when when you can't conceive it's like the the emotional stress and uh, that you experience it, it's actually really does not put you in the in the best position and you do feel vulnerable and 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 that's that's what what's happening and uh, it's very difficult to come to your uh, you know your boss and to say well this is what i'm going through because of course you you know that you have to pay for the IVF treatment and it costs you thousands and thousands and thousands. And to lose the job because of that, that's not what you want at the end of the day. So you want to feel supported. And um, and I, I I also, I was thinking a lot about it because it, it, it does... It does say that, yes, we want to have a treatment at our own comfort. We want to keep the privacy if we think it's the best uh, approach, you know, for us. Or if we want to share about our treatment with someone, like with your community or with our friends and family, just to surround um, to surround yourself with, a, with, with the people that understand what you're going through. And that could be one of the coping mechanisms that, you know, can be used. Uh, but at the bottom of it, it all sits about, you know, you have your clinic, you have your doctor, and you have to deal with that. And that's what we we try to, to change, that uh, you do have your life, you do have your work, and uh, we're going to make treatment work around you 
So, so that works for you in, in, you know, in the absolutely less, um, stressful environment and uh, and we do have incredible psychologists and fertility coach as well in our team that can support patients you know if this is needed um, but it's all also about your day-to-day -day routine so how that can be simplified and that's like what kind of angle we've taken just to change that so we don't want our patients to travel for two three hours and to take time off and you know work worry about that and um, and also we don't want the treatment quality to to reduce as well so that's why we have a top level specialist and then the patient can be in leads to the blood test and ultrasound scan we're going to get the results within a couple of hours and thanks to our partners that also support this vision as well because it took me about six months speaking to hundreds and hundreds of different people different companies you know and uh and sometimes uh, I've heard like, well, who are you to do this? Like, <laughs> so, and it's also was quite uh, impressive at the end to see that actually um, our partners, laboratories and ultrasound clinics, they, they've realized that, wow, this is actually how we're supposed to support our patients as well. The other mm, thing that I really like about what you do is when you are supporting someone who is pregnant in the early stages, because I think when someone when someone has IVF, they are monitored quite frequently, aren't they? They go in for, to the clinic for their scans. But if you don't go through IVF, it's really hard to get an early scan. Um, and you can you can often, you know, go to various places to pay for a private scan but you're not being looked after by that person it's just like to get the picture right or check everything's okay whereas you guys and and also if you know if you're to get a, a scan at the early pregnancy unit is very hard you either have to be severely bleeding or have a, a you know a long extensive history and even then it can be tricky to get one quick it can often be you know come back in a week um so you guys look after people a, a lot more it's 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 a lot more nurturing isn't it yes so um what we what we've done for many 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 years and i'm lucky to to have our medical director on our board and he has absolutely extensive knowledge and expertise um in recurrent miscarriages as well so and uh what um what his views are is that we really need to look after the pregnancy right from the beginning, the moment we know the woman is pregnant. So we need to check the hormones. We need to check the pregnancy hormone. We need to look after the thyroid uh, function. We need to see what exactly, you know, is preventing you to keep the pregnancy. And by providing such a close monitoring, sometimes blood tests uh, can be every other, every third day within the first 10 days. And that's exactly the stage when we can um, save the pregnancy from the early stage miscarriage when actually patients do report you know having bleeding at um, six weeks and uh, in in many scenarios it can be prevented by actually monitoring the progesterone prescribing correct dose of it looking at the immunology reproductive immunology and trying to you know to find uh, the reason why why it's happening and also 
it, it, you're absolutely right when you said it's so difficult to get a scan, but then also, but who who will do the scan if patients they do go to NHS, um, they bleeding, they go to the A and E early uh, pregnancy unit, and then they're told that they have to wait seven, eight, nine hours in the queue until they will be seen. So that's not what you want to experience as well. So mm. and yes, and that's also that we don't want our patients to go through that, and um, knowing that what's happening now with NHS. It's also it's really heartbreaking that patients have to uh, have at least three, three, four miscarriages before they will be offered any kind of support. And hopefully that will be changed very soon. And uh, so what we do, we do very close monitoring of the blood test and ultrasound scans during the first trimester. We also offer the harmony test to our patients if there is an indication, if they wish to, to make sure that the baby is healthy. And then past 12 weeks, we do uh, monthly scans, uh, blood tests, uh, urine tests, just to make sure that we continue looking after the pregnancy. We do have an obstetrician who is also in our team. So he's kind of taking care of the pregnancy post um, 12 uh, weeks. So, yeah, so that's that's what we really believe in, that we shouldn't leave patients by themselves. And uh, just because it's not an IVF pregnancy doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. And, uh, and that's what we are here for. So, the warriorship, we wanted to come and tell you a little bit about it, didn't we, Bex? And in case you're already going, why? We don't want to know about a fucking ship. The Warriorship is our online membership for warriors in this community. It's packed full of stuff. So we just want to tell you about some of the stuff. All of the content from all of the courses that we ever run is in the Warriorship. So there's loads to get your teeth into. And we are also developing modules for what happens after. But not only that, we've also got a ton of educational workshops running once a month. In the coming months, we have got body positivity workshop, gratitude workshop, and loads, loads, loads more. And on top of that, we also have a resident mental health specialist. And on top of that, if that wasn't enough, there's 13 events every month. And there's stuff popping up all the time as well that other people are organising that you can be a part of. So it really is thriving. And all you have to do is head to the link in our bio or visit our website and you can be a part of this too. We'd love to see you there. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about... Um, about IVF is you, you were talking earlier about people going for um, that feeling like they're being pushed into IVF. Um, and I think often when people go through loss and recurrent loss, they, because they're not really being looked after, they're being sort of fobbed off with, you know, keep trying. It's just bad luck. Um, I think they often feel like if they go for IVF, then they'll be looked after and they'll, you know, someone will will take care of them and help them through this whole journey. Um, but you don't need to have IVF to do that. And the, the trouble with people who are going through recurrent loss is there's probably another reason for your losses. IVF is not going to solve that. And so then people spend an absolute fortune go for IVF and still lose the baby because all of the underlying stuff hasn't been investigated prior to that. A friend Correct. of mine, this is, um, I think this is a really sort of just on that, a, a really close friend of mine had IVF maybe three times, three or four times, and none of those rounds were successful. 
and they changed clinics and they tested for the MTHR gene mm-hmm. and discovered that she had a mutation on this. I, I'm, I might be saying this all wrong. This is my memory of it. But she, they had that. She had that. And then they treated that with drugs yes. and went again. And they uh, had a successful pregnancy and had twins. And then in my knowledge, because they treated it, she went on to have a successful pregnancy without IVF after that. And the first clinic didn't test for that at all. So they spent, you know, somewhere upwards of £45,000 yes. to have all these rounds of IVF, which were never going to work because of this mutation that she had that wasn't picked up. And I just think that, how is that? How I'd is want that a refund, working? I would say. I want my forty-five grand back. Yeah, because how some something that seemingly I know it probably wasn't as simple as I'm making it out, but something so easy to fix. Like, why are we not? Why are you not test? Why is no one testing for that to start off with? If you're spending, thou, it's not like oh, spent a couple of hundred quid. Never mind. This is like the deposit of a house. You know, this is a serious amount of money that you're spending, but it's never going to be successful because your your personal history is not being looked at with the correct lens no oh, it's it, it it it's really makes me like cry when i when i hear these stories and uh i think it it regardless of uh which clinic you know patients they choose when they do speak to a doctor it's very difficult to establish this contact immediately and have trust and once the trust is gained then you really put all of your hopes isn't it towards this clinic and when it does not work and what um what I really wish, you know, to encourage every single patient, please ask questions. It's so important because, unfortunately, some of the clinics, they they will just not do their best to, to help you out and investigate and try to find the cause. And uh, and that's where the, the problem is sitting because each patient needs to be, you know, looked at as you are an individual. And yeah. let's, as an individual, let's not just apply the very standard protocol and uh, and then think that, okay, it's going to work for, for absolutely everyone. Well, it's not actually how it works because every single body is very different. Um, I mean, in our clinic, uh, we, we do IVF, we do offer IVF as well, but only for those where it's unavoidable. So we're not trying mm. to tell our patients you know, you go through IVF straight away and this is the only treatment that, you know, we're going to offer to you. Not at all. But when we do provide IVF, it comes to absolutely very close monitoring. So sometimes we have to do blood tests every day for a couple of days because we, we we see how you respond to new stimulation drugs. We need to change the dose and we try. We are really trying our best to, to maximize your chances. And then prior to IVF, what uh, we do, we do a very thorough monitoring cycle. So we do investigations. We look at the hormones at the one menstrual cycle, how exactly your body performing, what exactly is happening. So what can we understand from your cycle? And then analyzing the medical history as well. So then we do um, perform the tests that are necessarily to understand the, the cause of, of, of infertility. So that's when it comes to, to those patients who are in need, like 
and they need to have IVF treatment. But I agree. It's, um, I mean, it's that it's not only in UK, isn't it? It's, it's in so many uh, places you see the same situation where the protocol just been offered to you. You know when your collection going to be in advance, probably even you've started your treatment. And that's also makes me wonder, well, these doctors must be genius if they already know in advance that their collection going to happen like three three weeks <laughs> ahead so uh, i yes from one side i adore those doctors from the other side i just can't disagree more on this approach mm. i think it's really interesting as well i've spoken to lots of couples who have based their decision on ivf or, uh, sorry the, the clinic that they've chosen to go through ivf on how looked after they felt like and it's not and this is what you said maria about holding a patient holding them emotionally as well as supporting them medically because I think there is a huge power in feeling we've talked about this a lot Laura haven't we there's a huge power in feeling held seen understood validated and I know lots of people who have gone to an IVF clinic and written it off because the receptionist wasn't friendly because that is how important this emotional side of it is. That is how essential it is to be recognized as going through a really shit situation that you don't want to be in and feeling that warmth of understanding and compassion and just being looked after from the moment that you are first spoken to within that medical environment all throughout the treatment. I think it's just as important as the treatment itself that everyone you have on board is on the same page and is has that compassion and has that level of understanding that this is something huge in these people in the lives of these people and this is something that they want so badly and they've been obsessed with and they've they're consumed by and it's it's leaked into every area of their life and I think that once that is seen and recognised it's um it's so important for a couple for a woman or a couple you know to 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 feel that. No, absolutely. And I think the the key here is you have to pick the right stuff. And I'm not going to be afraid to say that because it, this profession, this field is not about, you know, earning money. Staff who is going, you know, to work for cancer units or fertility units, they do have compassion. It's the stuff that, you know, they they they, they have a reason to, to do this job because they feel for the patient and they want to do something good in their lives and um and i think this is what we really take very seriously we have a relatively small team but everyone knows that um the patient is everything for us so we're going to advocate for our patients regardless of what's going to happen so we try you know to deliver the best of our patients starting from the manner how do we speak to them we try to understand their personal circumstances and situations so then we can try to make them feel that they're so supported and um and of course it, 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 you can be overworked and you can be tired and uh but it's nothing has to do with the patients they shouldn't feel that you know that they are not supported so they they came to you because they have the trust and they want you to help them and and that's what i think that you know this is what each clinic needs to look at very seriously and it, it has to be a priority because at the end of the day this this journey never going to be easy like for anyone yeah <clears throat> excuse me no it's certainly not easy but the hope is that with someone holding their hand throughout it and 
also then being able to carry on a little with their normal life and not have to up sticks and keep traveling miles and miles and spending a fortune on um hotels and trains and all of that um the hope is it will just make the whole thing a little bit easier right I was going to ask you Maria so can you explain a bit about the process so we might have people listening and thinking yes this is exactly what I need this is what I want so what is the process start to finish with you guys Yes, so uh, patients can easily contact us um, via WhatsApp. We have it on our website or through your community or um, email to us. And uh, usually what happens, it's the consultation. So we, we don't start treatment uh without speaking to our um, patients. So doctor uh, conducts all of the medical history, makes the plan, and then uh, depending on their circumstances, what kind of treatment they need, then we make all of the arrangements for all of the blood tests and uh, tell our patient, okay, so this is the closest location to you. Your blood test um, has been booked and uh, appointment is, let's say, today or tomorrow, depending on, you know, at the... Um, need and then uh once we get the results we again communicate with our patients so the treatment usually takes a month if it's assistance with conception so it, it, it and it, it uh, has about four to five appointments at different stages of the cycle and then uh if the treatment works uh, fantastic it's a pregnancy monitoring so we continue monitoring the pregnancy uh if it's an ivf uh, then uh, patients do get delivered to their home medications and protocol and they have a consultation with a nurse, um, like a teaching session. And then we do communicate a lot with our patients uh, via WhatsApp. And that's happened to be the most uh, convenient tool for our patients. So they do message to us and uh, and then uh, we make all of the arrangements for the blood test. Patients who leave within the M25, that means that nurse will come to their doorstep do the blood test the ultrasounds usually every other day and an ultrasound will be done um at the closest location and then um we do perform egg collections at our uh, partner clinic in uh, london so that means patients will have to travel only twice for the egg collection and the embryo transfer and then uh the remaining um all of the services will be done from the comfort of where they live with the consultant are done over a video call or on the phone? Yeah, over the video call, yes. And we always encourage if uh, if patient is single, that's fine, but if patient has a partner, that always we encourage patients to be both present uh, during the call. It's very important to both be aware of how the pros is going to look like, what to expect from the treatment, and also to get to know to, to your doctor. That's also very important. Mm. Amazing. And am I right in thinking that you are still offering your free consultations? We do, we do offer. And uh, it's been a slightly busy couple of months for us. I just look at the statistics and we've had more than 300 bookings in the last um, month and a half. And wow. some days we have that like nonstop from 7 a.m. to, to 7 p.m. calls. But it's been fascinating to get to know to, to our patients. Who are they? Where do they live? What, you know, what kind of support they need um, and to listen to their concerns. And uh, it's actually what shocked our team that patients who live outside of London, they just simply don't know where to go, who yeah. can help them. And, um, and that's what actually made us realize, oh, my God, like, this service is actually is the game changer for them it really yeah. is 
So if anyone's listening and they are feeling lost, don't know where to go, not sure what the next step is, you know, have, have been fobbed off with it's just bad luck, uh, that kind of thing, then... Or, yeah, or sorry, I was going to say, or like, you know, straight down the IVF path. Yeah, then get in touch. We'll put the link in the show notes for the free consultations. Um, and tell, yeah, tell, and it be. I think it'd be really interesting to know how many people come through this podcast. So that no, would be absolutely. good. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see, yeah, so how many how many uh, patients will will contact us. And um, I mean, <laughs> the, the free calls, it's, this is something that really blew our mind. I, I, I don't know why other clinics not doing that, but it's, uh, it's the moment when we really start to speak to first with uh, our patients and uh, just to hear their stories. Sometimes that helps this little, even if they don't come back to us, at least they've taken off from the chest like this is what's happening in my life and uh and i need this help and uh, and then and if we can of course then we, we do try our best i think there's so many options out there and people there's advice that comes from all angles and you just sometimes get a bit overwhelmed and you think well, i could go to these people and pay a few hundred pounds for a consultation but i don't know if that, they're right for me and do i want to waste that money so i think the the free call is just it's going to be so beneficial and it might not be right for everybody but for those that that it is right for they will feel a lot more confident when they then hand their money over no absolutely true and uh i think also uh well i'm quite lucky to have a fascinating team and our senior uh nurse uh midwife ruth so she's been enjoying just doing these calls and uh and honestly when i just look at the statistics like more than 300 that's a bit <laughs> crazy that's how many we've done within such a short period of time yeah yeah it's fantastic the name. yeah we wish you so much luck and just keep in touch and you know whatever we can do to help just let us know because we're so behind you and we're so behind this getting people the help that they need at a more more affordable more convenient and um and less intrusive ways is, is so what we're you know what we're behind so yes, good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me today. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you. No, it's no, been it's a pleasure to be able to share share what you do with everybody, just because we chat to so many women and we just we know, we know that this is going to be so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming to share about everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. All right. Have well, a good you too. Have Take a good right, day. Yeah. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.